Welcome to Pivot Point of View. This is Becky Pearson, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you health and wellness tips for you and the horse you rode in on. Thanks for joining me today. This is part two of our Ready to Run series, and in this episode, I talked to Andrew Mason again. Uh, He's a physical therapist in the practice with me here at Pearson Physical Therapy in Broken Bow. And we talk about common injuries or problems that runners incur when they start running or when they've been running for years. And so we talk about ways to avoid those injuries, and which includes stretching, cross-training. Um, we talk about how your running program can benefit a lot from strength training. And so whether you're a beginner runner or a veteran runner, there's some important nuggets in here that I think you can benefit from on how to keep your body balanced and prevent injuries, and speed up your recovery. So, you know, one of the things that Andrew talks about in this episode is that when you start running, don't just take your tag yourself as a runner, um, that it is important to keep a variety of activities. So whether you're a biker on your off day, or you get on your rowing machine, or you swim, or you're doing tr- strength training, This all aids in the recovery and gives those muscles that you use to run, it gives them a little bit of a break uh, so that you don't develop some overuse injuries. Remember, our goal for you running is that you run further and faster with less pain. And so hopefully that'll help you reach your goals, whether it's you're going to run your first 5K, your first half marathon, your first marathon, or You're just trying to stay fit so that you can ride your horse better. And the other thing that I was thinking about as I was listening to this is that these tips not only work well for the two-legged athletes, the two-legged runners, but we can also translate this over into the four-legged athletes and runners. And so um, it's the same goes with your horse. If you're continually doing the same workout or the same drills or the same exercise program with your horse, they can develop overuse injuries as well. So when we talk about stretching for the runner, we can translate that over into stretching for the horse. Your horse is going to get the most benefit from those stretches after the muscles are warmed up and after probably after your workout versus uh, before your workout. So And the other thing is, you know, don't spend every day in the arena. Get your horse out and do some hills. Do some different um, movements that will strengthen their hindquarters. Maybe you're taking them over some jumps. You know, that'll strengthen those muscles that they push off. Um, Maybe you're doing a variety of speeds. You know, maybe you're going to do some sprints. So be creative in your workout with your horses as well as your own workout. So... Hopefully you guys enjoy today, and um, if you have any questions about anything we go over, please feel free to reach out to us on social media uh, at Pearson Physical Therapy or Pivot Point Equine. We love to talk about this stuff, and we love to keep you and your horses working uh, to the best of your abilities. So enjoy. A couple years ago when I tried running again, I did not do my hip stretches as well. And Mm -hmm. so I did end up getting some hip tendonitis and ended up stopping because it was very painful. And that that actually kept me from doing my other activity is, you know, it was very painful when I rode my horse. And Mm -hmm. so that 
that was not going to keep me from doing that. Let's dive a little bit more into, yeah, the, the preventative, the recovery side of things. Um, how, what do you recommend as far as stretching? Should people stretch before? Should they stretch after? What are your recommendations? I think, um, I think the overview of all this is that it has to have a big picture to it. Is that really this is something, you know, except for maybe a few people, um, this is going to be something you want to do as a lifestyle change. And so the longevity of it is probably the more important thing than some of this this day versus that day stuff. So, uh, you know, and there might be days where you go out and you're just like, I just can't run as good as my program says I should do, you know. And so you just do what you can um, and just kind of continue to watch that. Um, so when you're talking about some of those specifics, you know, everybody's different and you, you almost have to expect that you're going to have a little bit of trouble. And if you have that expectation, realize that, okay, I'm going to have to back off a little bit and adjust and I might have to just walk for a few days and then get back to it and let my body kind of catch up. Um, as far as specifically the, the stretching, I think the great way to do it is to not necessarily spend a lot of time stretching before you run. I think what you should do is have some sort of a warm-up, an active warm-up, whether it's walking or maybe you have a stationary bike in your house and you can just get the blood pumping. Basically just get the, the body turned on a little bit more and the blood pumping a little bit more. And then I think after you run is a good time to stretch. Uh, I think you've got everything loosened up. You've got your system a little bit less sensitive. You know, a lot of times when we stretch early, um, the, the tightness we feel is almost like a nerve sensitivity thing and it, and it doesn't really want to just let you crank on a leg or a hip or whatever. So after you run though, the body is kind of a lot more like sort of just a loosey-goosey and, and relaxed state and so you're going to get a little bit more benefit from the stretching. And that's really what you want is you want to promote recovery and you want blood flow to go into those areas where you know you're going to potentially get some inflammation. Yeah, and that's, you know, I always tell patients that I feel like stretching afterwards is so much more beneficial because it's like taffy. You know, your muscles are going to stretch a whole lot better, just like warm taffy is going to stretch better when it's warm versus when it's cold. Yeah. And so um, you're going to get a lot more benefit out of that stretch yeah. when, when your body's old. And that, that said, though, there's nothing wrong with um, stretching. You know, you always, we always get these questions about it. And it, it's bad to stretch when you're cold. Well, we're never really cold. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just a matter of that you need a little bit more time to kind of progress and get comfortable with getting a little bit more range. So you can really stretch anytime. I tell people, I mean, there's, there's I mean, like for me, I could not jump out of bed and stretch right away in the morning. I got to get moving around a little bit, do a few things around the house before I could even tolerate it. But, but uh, you know, in general, if, it, if it's your off day, you don't necessarily have to go through this whole big warm up to get um, stretching. Usually, your body will start to come around pretty quickly once you get stretching. And all that stretching essentially does is it helps to promote recovery. Um, you may not necessarily be making any super great gains on flexibility in the short run. You're just kind of cueing your body to increase blood flow and to release uh, some of that inflammation that's built up. So you can do it any time, really, I think. so. And so um, areas that I focus on when I stretch, because I know my hips are a problem uh, area for me, so I really focus on stretching my hips, my hamstrings, I'm probably not as good at my calves as I should be. Yeah. Um, other areas that you feel like are great for runners to focus on in the stretching? I think, yeah, I think the, the places 
we have to think about that is when we see patients with injuries is where are we seeing this runners have the problems and um, definitely the lower legs are a big area depending on a, a person's foot type so stretching out those calves um, and yeah the hips are the other big place where it's probably the hips are the area where the the most neglect happens there you know from a stretching and a strengthening standpoint and so um, we see a lot of people you know stretching those quads and hamstrings a lot that's pretty typical we come up through school and we do stretches mm -hmm. like that in sports a lot so getting some good hip stretches um, is is a great thing to do uh, both the hip flexors and the buttock muscles uh, sometimes too the the low back is you know depending on who you are where you're at with how that impact if there's a lot of impact and it's mm -hmm. transferring up into your hips and your low back uh, or into your pelvis that low back's going to potentially get all bound up too so keeping that low back moving too but, yeah because yeah. we get a lot of patients in here that um they'll talk about they when they run their low back gets very mm -hmm. achy and so uh, sometimes that'll stop them from running or you know they want to know how they can work on things to help improve the low back pain so um that kind of dives into a little bit of technique, but then also a little bit of our cross training talk about, um, you know, keeping, doing other things to help besides running. Yeah, so, you know, that immediate, yeah, exactly right. That makes me think of um, the strength training, um, which goes hand in hand with technique. Um, so I always kind of think of, use the car analogy, um, you know, if you have a, an old little F or uh, uh, Ford, uh, Ford Ranger, you know, little pickup, and you're trying to drive it through the fields, and you're putting bags of concrete in the back. It's just a matter of time before that suspension just starts getting a lot of whack, and you're starting to have trouble. But if you have a more robust, you know, heavier duty pickup, it's going to last longer. That's kind of how I think of strengthening is it's going to tolerate the activity a lot better, and you're going to have a lot more uh, room to move as far as like a buffer. So if you go out and you have a weaker system, especially in your hips that that activity of running especially if you haven't done it in a while it's not going to be tolerated as well mm -hmm. um so yeah the the strengthening in general helps i think it helps promote recovery um, but in general it helps to kind of just buffer the fact that even if you're a good runner you have impact and mm -hmm. so that's just the nature of why um running is beneficial is it's more challenging to the system but you have to realize you're also stressing the system more mm -hmm. um, the hips again are probably a big area um, where we see time and time again that if we had stronger hips, they'd be able to handle things better because we see all sorts of variations in people's leg lengths and pelvic positions and all this stuff. And just having a stronger setup there is going to tolerate that a little bit better. So, yeah, um, I think um, one of the things that I think about a lot is people who are in the category of not so much of a beginner runner, but a, a veteran runner they are just as much likely to have hip problems as beginner runners because they might not diversify their their training very much. So they run and they run and they run and they do so many miles and they have this mentality that, well, it's just making my legs stronger and I just keep getting stronger the more I run. And there is a little bit of um, you know balance that needs to be uh, established there to where you're not just continuing to hit the muscles the exact same way over and over again because they're going to start to break down. And it's usually in the hips is a good place. The leg, the lower legs definitely too, uh, but the hips are a place because when we run, we're on one foot repeatedly back and forth and all of our weight is coming down. And so you're getting this high volume of torque across your hips. And so, and that's not necessarily a place that we spend a lot of time working to strengthen that up. So it, it definitely needs extra attention usually. So. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times we'll see 
patients that come in and they have overdeveloped calves, overdeveloped quads, right. and then they use their back. It, like those muscle groups kind of counter, yeah, yeah they kind of zigzag around to help balance out. Yeah. So then they have really weak hamstrings, yeah. really weak abdominals. And so it, they just kind of set themselves up for overuse injuries or, or, you know, malalignments, however you want to say that. But um, so we, we actually have to bring them back a little bit to shut off some of those dysfunction, those overly strong muscles and get the the weaker muscles. And it's a, it's a hard scenario, uh, not only from the fact that, you know, you've got a lot of work to do there, but from the idea of this mentality of the type of of an athlete or runner that they are, it's, it's a whole different shift about well wait a second that's just a whole other part of fitness that i'm i'm just a runner you know yeah so but uh, yeah if you're starting off a great thing to do is to not just tag yourself as a runner and that's all i'm going to do it's to have a variety you know cross training um, so you're doing some strength training you're doing some alternate stuff if you're uh, you know if you like to bike or if you have a row machine or something like that or if you have access to a gym the more variety you throw in there, not only does it keep it a little bit fresh and not let you get too much in the same routines, is that your body can also get that benefit too because you're, even though you're being active on the, maybe the off days when you're doing your cross training or your strengthening, is those muscles that you were using when you ran get a little bit of recovery time. So um, as long as you are um, still moving, uh, you're still going to get benefit, but those muscles um, that are getting pounded away at, they need some recovery time, and, and it offers them that. So you're not just sitting there doing nothing on your off days. You get to, to still be active. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. If you'd like to reach out to us on social media, we are at Pearson Physical Therapy on Facebook and Instagram and at Pivot Point Equine on Facebook. We hope to have you join us again for further episodes. And uh, if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating. We appreciate it. We'd also appreciate it if you told a friend. Thanks again and have a great day.